Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's Boxing Social, the preview show. I'm sat here with Spencer Oliver here at the Fight Hotel in Manchester. We were in the gym. It was pretty fun. It was active, but we had to get out. Those boys had to train. So we're going through what's happening. It's fight week. Action's on. Let's have it, top in the bill. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. We've got a massive night of boxing. And women's boxing doing it again, Johnny. We've got Cruz Dizern putting on our undisputed yeah. super middleweight titles, WBC, WBA, IBF, and WBO against Savannah Marshall. Now, Savannah Marshall challenging for the undisputed for the second fight in a row. We all know, you know, that, that memorable night when she lost to Clarissa Shields for the undisputed middleweight title. She steps up in weight, Johnny, against French Jean Cruz Dizern, who's tough, very tough and proven. These two are very familiar with each other, and one thing I, I noticed when we filmed the gloves are off between the two of them, uh, Cruz is only very, very confident. She walks in, she walked in the studio, whenever she walks in the area, she walks in like she has presence. She walks in the studio like she's a what fighter with a chip on their shoulder to say, you've got it all gone for you, even though she's a champion with all the belts. And that is a, it's a dangerous trait to have, to see in an opponent, mm. especially if the opponent is a champion. She's hungry, she's come over now, she's stripped down now, she's got down to the weight, she's comfortable. Did a bit of a face off mm. after the public workout. There was no nonsense. You can tell the, 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 the vibe had changed between the yeah. both. I mean, let me give you a little bit of a, a, a background about Franjon Cruz de Zern, who she is, where she comes from. She boxed Clarissa Shields four times in the amateurs, mm. losing every one turned professional and boxed Clarissa on her debut. That tells wow. you the confidence she's got. She pushed Clarissa. She, you know, she's a tough girl. She pushed, pushed Clarissa, but she lost that fight as well. Since then, she's gone on to become undisputed world champion. So it shows you where she's at. Johnny, this girl is tough. She's rugged. Yeah. Technically not that great, but she'll make a fight messy. She'll make it ugly. And that's what she does. I so heard well. that when, when her and Savannah boxed the amateurs, they ended up rolling around on the floor. It was that rugged. That rough. And I think in Savannah's head, in Peter's head, they're 
they're thinking, we've got to stick to the basics. If we box, box smart, box well, she's got to roughhouse it. So either the referee will pull her up to, to, to tidy it up, but she, she's not capable of outboxing Savannah, but she is capable of roughing her. Yeah. So she's got to pull her into that. And uh, uh, I know I know uh, uh, Cruz Azern and, and Clarissa Shields are friends now. Clarissa's even coming Saturday night mm -hmm. to support her mate. So now, will Savannah be able to stay focused and think, you know what, you're my focus, but she knows if she gets to a cruise alone, she gets a rematch mm. with, yeah. uh, with with Clarissa. But will she then say, you know what, I'm comfortable this way, this is yeah. my way. If you want that rematch, step up, Listen, do it this way. I think that's a good move, her moving up to super middleweight. She's a very big girl, very mm. tall, and I think that, that then makes a couple of pounds will help her, actually. And I think she'll perform better mm. at, at super middle than she was at middleweight. I think we're going to see a good performance. And you're right in what you say, Johnny. She has to stay disciplined. Franchon Cruz Desern looks to make it a dogfight. She wants to draw them in. She wants to make it messy. She wants to make it ugly. And she looks like she's blowing after a couple of rounds, but she somehow seems to keep plodding on, keep chipping away. She like you say, you know, she likes to pull her opponents down, rough them up. For um, Savannah Marshall, you know, Peter Fury is a very good tactician. He knows what they've got to do. For her, she's got to use her attributes. She's got to keep it long, work everything off the jab, try and draw Franchon in, and as she draws her in, ping her with that right hand because that's where she gets success. If you look at women's boxing and you look at the knockout percentage, the knockout ratio, and you see Savannah's record, 13 fights, 12 wins, only that one defeat, and 10 of those by KO, the girl is very heavy-handed. Mm. Stylistically, Franchon could be made for her. We're not in the amateurs now. It's a professional rank, smaller gloves, no head guards, 10 rounds. This could be all set out for Savannah Marshall to look good. But on the flip side, she could make it very difficult, Franchon Cruz Dizern, because of her style. It's how, I think it's how Savannah plays the tactics out. If she gets the tactics wrong, she's in for a hard night. And I think, I believe tactics are everything. Mm. Because I think she realised, and I said this after she boxed Clarissa Shields, I went in the dressing room, I said, you boxed well under par. You had a lot more to give. And maybe at the time she might have took you, taken it as a bit of an insult or insult to injury, especially after she, she'd lost. But in hindsight, looking back at it, her and Peter have looked and thought, you know what, our tactics didn't work. Mm. And, and, and you look at the fight, the tactics didn't work. She tried to fight fire with fire against Clarissa. Now, <clears throat> I believe she will box to the best of her ability. Mm. She, she reminds me of a, a female version of Carlos Monzon. Mm. She can box, she can punch, she's got good movement. But, but so now she, she, she says, I don't want to box anything under this level, mm. which is world championship level, which means if she loses, she has to box under that level. So that means if she's thinking, if I don't win, I'm out. I'm done because I put more than that. Now, the, 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 for, for her against um, uh, Cruz Dazern, she knows she's got to go in there and give it her all because if she doesn't, the pressure's on. The pressure's on for her to walk away because she's got to think, how do I motivate myself? And this is where the weight is going to make a massive difference where yeah. she'll have some sting at the end of the jab, some power at the end of her right hand. And even when she, she, she walks around and she'll be able to bully, push, that's going to be bullying the matador. Yeah. And she's got to stick at it. The only issue, other issue is this. I think Savannah is one of the few fighters where three-minute rounds would suit her down to the ground. And this is an issue that the board and the, and, 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 and the governing body has got to seriously consider yeah. when you get past a certain stage, when do we start making them three-minute rounds? Because I think, well, there were so many different results in female boxing. 
because that day it'll suit certain fighters one to others. Well, listen, you, you know, you, you know yourself, Johnny. If if, if male, male boxing was a two-minute rounds, we would see different results all yeah. the time. You know, when Cole Frotch went over and boxed Jermaine Taylor, and he was behind for eleven and a half or eleven and three-quarter rounds, and won that won that title or kept his titles out there in his first defence in that last minute. That's the importance of the last minute because that's where you got to bite on the, mm -hmm. the gum shield. That's where the psychological side comes into it, right? <laughs> Franchon Cruz Desern. If you look through the history of the way that she boxes she starts very fast she's very strong but she slows down her engine's not great she's not a banger she's no, not a banger no, but her engine's not great she looks like she's puffing but she digs in because she's got the, she's got that she's got that mental power she's got that, that you know that mental toughness yeah. that's take that, that's needed you know she just keeps grinding away but savannah as we know does the distance and she does it good and she keeps up a good work rate now i spoke to savannah earlier actually at the open workout and i was asking her about the, the Clarissa Shields lost and she said you know what Clarissa was just too good for me at middleweight she mentioned that and I was like okay good she point. said super middleweight is much more suited to me I know Clarissa's coming over I want to right the wrongs with that one first I've got to deal with Fran John we've got history we go back to the amateurs but I know what I've got to do Peter's a great tactician I know I've got to keep it long if I draw her onto them right hands she'll feel it and she thinks he can get her out of there and get her out of the lake she said she was telling me all this she's telling me I know that her engine's not the best. You know, I know that, you know, she she can she just tries to grind away. I know what I've got to do not to get drawn in the fight, because if I do, it's gonna to be tough. So she's talking the talk, you know, but I think ultimately this fight comes down to who wants it the most, because it will be one of those, it will it will become a battle of the power of the mind, because I think it's just gonna come down to that psychological battle where both girls are gonna to have to bite down on their gum shields. It's gonna be messy, it's gonna be ugly. Savannah knows she's gonna get thrown around a little bit, because that's what Franchon does. You know, what she lacks in, in technical ability, she makes up for when she's roughing the fighters up and trying to take them out of the rhythm. Savannah's one of them girls that likes to get into a rhythm, and once she gets into that rhythm, it's hard to break. Yeah. Franchon will try and break that rhythm by throwing her around and whatever. It's an intriguing one, Johnny. I mean, yeah. let's get down to it. Who wins and how? I'm going Savannah on points. And she boxes any other way, she loses. Mm. I go Savannah on points. I think she has a boxing IQ. I think she has a discipline and experience at, big, uh, at, at, at this level now. She knows what she did wrong against Clarissa and she, she accepts that. People are trying to cause a division between her and Peter saying the tactics were wrong. It was, it was their tactics, not yeah. his, not hers, it was theirs. And they understand that there's trust there between them massively. But I believe that Savannah knows that she is a world championship fighter. So therefore she wants nothing less. Yep. This will be a hard fight for her. It's it's going to be a grueling fight. It's going to be a testing fight for her. But I'm going Savannah on points. Yeah, you know what? You, you made you made all the relevant points there. And I think I'm with you on that one. I think Savannah wins on points. I think that Franchon Cruz Desern is a tough girl. She's got that mental strength. She's got that physical strength. She takes a good shot. She's one of those rare breed of fighters that actually enjoys getting hit. She feeds off that. That gives her the energy. You know, she talks about it in the build up to this one. She's going to soak up a lot of punishment, but I think she's got that mental toughness to be able to come through. I think it's going to be a grueling fight. It's going to be ugly and messy at times. Close. But Savannah Marshall, yeah. for me, becomes two-weight world champion on Saturday night. I believe that she's going to do that. Um, listen, we've got so much more to talk about. We've got some other brilliant fights on the bill. We're going to talk about Natasha Jonas going for second world title. Down at welterweight, believe it or not, against Heidi Wyatt. This is her fourth title challenge. We've also got Zach Chelly putting it on the line against the unbeaten Mark Jeffers. Catch us after the break. Welcome back to part two, Natasha Jonas against Candy White. 
This is going to be a fight. Wax, she's uh, she's challenged for a world title. This is a fourth uh, title challenge. And after that, yeah. we've got that challenge in another tough, tough, grueling fight. Which one's your favourite? I like both fights, if I'm totally honest, but I love the fairy tale story of Natasha Jonas. You know, down at Super Featherweight, she drew with Terry Harper. A lot of people felt that she won that fight, very unfortunate. Then she moves up to lightweight to challenge for another world title, and she comes up against the pioneer of women's boxing in Katie Taylor and pushes Katie Taylor to the wire. Uh, you know, and, and, and so you think two world title attempts. Is she going to be the Neely girl? Is she going to be the one that doesn't win a top world title that should have won a world title? Then she jumps up three weight divisions and boxes is Chris Nemes and she she looks spectacular to me. I fair. wrote her off for that. If I'm honest, I'm thinking that's that's a big. I she it was too big. Form. Yeah, and then she showed a true form. I and mean, we, you've got to remember from the amateurs that Springboard from the amateurs, she was the darling bud of the uh, of the amateur amateur game. Then she turned over. Mm. Everyone expected big things of her. When she uh, uh, suffered that stoppage defeat in her career, she was written off. Yes. That's why the Terry Harper fight happened. And then Terry Harper underestimated her. I think she won yeah. against Terry Harper. But again, she wasn't getting the rubber the green things like going away when she finally won the world title i thought you know what you can walk away and and be happy but she isn't she's still hungry because she because she knows and she proves she has a boxing iq that is ridiculous that yeah. we've just not seen Johnny, uh, what, and it was what, just nice to see her in action absolutely i mean what an 18 months she's had like you say she goes in, jumps up three weight divisions super world weight and she wins against chris nemes does it in style in a couple of rounds makes a couple of defenses now she finds herself dropping down to welterweight I think she'll be more suited yeah. actually against Candy Wyatt, a girl that's been around, been there, seen it, done it, got the t-shirt, went in with Jessa McCaskill and this is the girl that I use the yardstick against here. This is where I see Yaya and think, right, she's a little bit one-dimensional, yep. she walks forward in straight lines, yep. very, very tough, got a good work rate, but that could be her undoing. The toughness and work rate could be her undoing because... For me, she takes too many shots. And as we, you know, as we've seen with Natasha Jonas, Southpaw style, she's got good shot selection. Joe Gallagher always is a great tactician. And we looked at them both in, in, in the workouts today, didn't we? And you've got to go, Johnny, looking at it, it's like you're looking at levels here, man. And I just think that Wyatt's going to be too brave for her own good. And I think it's going to be actually a spectacular performance uh, from unless, Natasha Jones. Unless Natasha makes a big, massive, fundamental mistake and under, underestimates Wyatt, I expect her to walk through her because we all did the same thing. When Wyatt was there doing a public workout, we looked, I'm thinking, are you putting this on? Because you are too basic, yeah. too flat-footed, too easy to hit yeah. to be fighting like that against Natasha. Natasha, even though she has a high on her, mm. uh, and she might have, have that, 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 that natural um, um, weight about her, mm. I believe that this is a given, this for the vacant IBF title. Yeah. And that, so Natasha's in a position to, again, become a two-weight world champion, mm. and, and again, start to fulfill what was supposed to be her true potential. Mm. But it's a, I think it's a great fight. I think it can go one or, one or two ways, which is uh, Natasha makes a massive mistake, which I don't think she will do. It was great being in chance camp with Joe Gallagher. Very excited with us being all, all being there in the gym to show off, you know, the original, the original yeah. chance camp. But, and, and Natasha said, I said to her, how's it feel being at this gym? She said, you know what? It feels much better here. You know, it feels like we've come home. Mm. Uh, it was from Martin's old champs camp gym. He said, it feels like, she said, it feels like coming home. And all the fighters seem happy fighters. Yeah. And so now when you're steeped in history, you look around the wall, it says a history of champs camp. I think she will go in there with that spirit on her back to yeah. say, you know what? I'm going to bring a world title back. Totally agree. A happy fighter is a dangerous fighter. And like you say, going back to that champs camp, we was in there a day and I went, yeah. you know what? It's like going back to when 
we were boxing, there was gyms like that around then. He said, and you feed off that. You just feel the energy, yeah. the atmosphere. It's steeped, you know, in history. And like, this is going to be sound weird to you, like if you've never, you know, been in boxing gyms or whatever, but you could smell the dirty yeah. leather off the gloves. A dirty smell's the best smell. Oh, mate, that, that is the stuff that we absolutely love. Yeah. And you could tell that Natasha was at home. Joe Gallagher was at home. Joe was like happy. And I, and I was watching her in the warm-ups, I'm sorry, in the workouts, and she was doing that work. And I'm going, wow, she looks razor sharp. I'm going to give you a prediction and I'm going to pull it on the line. I'm going, Natasha Jonas gets this job done inside four rounds. Wow. Yeah. And I'm I'm telling you, man, I was looking at them there, Johnny, and I just go, wow, there's, this, there's levels to this game. I do and not, I don't doubt you. I'll show you how comfortable she was. She was that comfortable. She brought a daughter, a daughter along. There you go. You know, when you're bringing your kids, you're bringing in family to your workplace, especially this boxing workplace, you want your family to, to be proud of. You want to say, this is what I do for a living. So if you're that comfortable in such an environment, she's so, so comfortable. Mm. I agree with you. I, I think... Uh, I'd be surprised if it goes the distance, uh, yeah. um, but I wouldn't see, be surprised if she stopped, uh, what, around seven rounds? And yeah. that's to wear her down, yeah. get her a punch shots off. And if she does that, then we're laughing. It's a, it's a done deal and she gets she's a, she's a, picks up another world title. Well, let's move on to another great fight that we've got on the bill. It's a WBA Continental Super Middleweight yeah. title fight. Zach Chelly, who was meant to be going in against Mark Heffron, which would have been an unbelievable fight. Heffron's pulled out injured and in jumps Mark Jeffers. Yeah. He sees this as his opportunity. 15 and 0, four KOs. He's a workhouse. Dangerous fighter. He's a dangerous fighter. Yeah. Hands high. He likes to stalk forward, likes to work. But as we saw in Zach Telly's last performance against Anthony Sims Jr., which was a fight that I thought was maybe a step too far for yeah. him, because Sims Jr. is a good fighter. Mm. And he showed me that he could adapt. He kept things where he come with a good game plan. You know, his dad talks the talk mm. and Zach has to walk the walk, but they done it that night. And I go, do you know what? This kid's developing. You know, from an 18 year old, you saw him and they've always talked really highly of Zach or his father as especially. And then you go, he goes and gets beat by Cody Davis up at light heavyweight. And you go, well, has he sort of yeah. found his level? Comes back to down to super middle, keeps learning, keeps crafting away, keeps putting it on the line, calling out everyone and anyone. He's like an old school throwback mm. fighter. But I'm thinking, you know, is he just a one trick pony? Does he push forward? But what I saw against Sims Jr., was I saw that he could adapt. He kept it long, he was making it range. He, he was leading off first, he was switching, he was setting traps. It was impressive. I think he's an improving fighter, Chewie. But you're right in what you say, Johnny. I mean, Mark Jeffers is a dangerous, dangerous yeah, guy. Jeffers is a dangerous guy. We can't look past him. And I know Zach. I know Zach's dad, like Jelly's dad, and, and he used to train at our gym for a short yeah. while. He's mad as a box of frogs, <laughs> but he loves the game. He yeah. loves it inside out. You saw him on the pads. He was excitable as, as a fighter. Oh, yeah. You saw him in the dressing room, really pumped up for his fighter and his son as well. And so he knows he has high expectations of what his son can achieve. And he's a realist. Mm. Uh, so... So even if his son um, uh, didn't achieve what he wanted to achieve, he, in his head, he see what he's capable of doing. I'll tell you one fight I'd, I'd love to see happen eventually, and that's a fight against Laurent Richards. That should have happened, but, but fell through. And I'm quite sure this is a fight that could happen down the line if Zach gets through this fight Saturday night. I expect him to wear him down. I expect him to be a tight, tight, tight points win because what I saw today, I saw sharp punching, powerful punching, aggressive punching, but I've also seen a smart in a fighter develop. So I don't expect it to be a, a, a tight points win. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think that, I think that Jeffers will take this moment. You know, he's been waiting for this opportunity. He's 15 and 0, four KOs, so he doesn't know what it's like to lose. Mm. Now he's got this platform to showcase his skills 
in a big fight against Chelly, who's on a run of form at the moment, I think he'll give it everything. And I think he'll have his moments, but I just think that Chelly may be just a little too seasoned for him. You know, the, the, the chance may have come too soon for Jeffers, and I think that Zach Chelly grinds out a points win. Looking forward to that one. Okay, catch us after the break where we catch up with hot prospects, Ben Whitaker and Callum Simpson. So where do we start? Would you, do we start with the excitable Ben Whitaker or, or, Callum, Sim or Callum Simpson? Because I think these two fighters may be our tomorrow stars. Simpson from uh, uh, from Barnsley, he's underrated. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and he's, he's been in the shadows. Then all of a sudden, boxer mm -hmm. signed him, which was a great signing. When I heard that he signed him, I thought, yeah. you've done well there. Because yeah. this kid can fight. My kid went and sparred with him. Yeah. And, and he's on fire. He's, 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 he's very, he loves a fight game. He, he, yeah. he's, he, he, to him, he walks with a confidence, an arrogance, a cockiness about him to say, you got to watch me, keep your eye yeah. on me. Listen, let's start with Ben Whitaker against Vladimir Bolcheski, yeah. someone that, um, yeah, Bolcheski, yeah. Bolcheski, I think I've got it right. Easy, yeah, easy say. Somewhere like, something like that, yeah. <laughs> but he's been there before. We've seen this guy before. If you remember, Johnny, he boxed Jack Cullen. He took Jack yeah. Cullen eight rounds. He also boxed Carol Atoma as well. And he took him into the eighth round. Atoma stopped him in the eighth well round. Well-traveled, Bolcheski. Well-traveled. everywhere. So therefore, he's used to the pressure of going into yeah. Lion's Den. And yeah. so he's well-traveled. So that, that is a, a good, another tick box to get in with a fighter that doesn't care where he is yeah but as we saw in Ben Whitaker's last performance against Jordan Grant he's special you know he'd done that whole Nazim entrance yeah. and you think wow mate if you're doing a Nazim Hamid ring walk you've got to you've back, got it, to back it up <laughs> you have to bank that, back that up and, and boy did he do it he talked the talk and he walked the walk you know it's the angles the shot selection you know what he does he, he reminded me so much of Nazim Hamid but a bigger version yeah. you know but he's very elusive very awkward throws shots from all sorts of angles it's going to be tough to beat Johnny he really is and I think that um, Belcheski is one of those guys that could come forward and and he'll cause his own problems. Walking, walking, walking to shots. Now speaking to Ben's coach at Sugar Hill, and Sugar Hill, he rocked up today at the public workout. And Sugar Hill, I said, "How's Ben? You, you know, you try and get these off, you know, and get some inside info. How's his shoulder? How's his injuries?" Yeah. And he said, "You know what? He, the boy's on is on fire." Every, I'm happy with everything I see. And Sugar Hills is the kind of guy where he's like a lad's lad. He'll talk to you, you know, yeah, yeah. off camera and, be, and he'll laugh and joke. But when it comes down to business, he's no nonsense. And, and if, he's putting his name and his yeah. rep to him. Because remember, he's, he's been working with the best as in Tyson yeah. Fury. So he's putting his rep on, on Ben and he says, this boy is on fire. And it's not what, pe what you see, it's what people say behind the scenes, yeah. fighters say there you go. about fighters, not what public say, what the press yeah. say, what fighters say about him. And everything I hear worldwide about Ben, he is, he's very sought after. Yeah. The amount of promoters that are chasing this man down on the, on the download to say, come on, jump ship with us. Because they know potentially he's tomorrow's star. Yeah. And so I will see again. I say to everybody, join the story now. Jump on the soul train now because this young man can fight. This young man can potentially be such a, a box office star. Well, Bojeski is the perfect opponent, surely, to mm. showcase his skills and just show us where he's at, at what sort of stage. You he's know, not being intimidated. He's no. not being, and that, that's no, what that's Ben's the point. very good at. He comes to win. Yeah. You know, he's got a winning record, but he's a tough guy. And he's a guy that you've got to chip away at to try and break down. Like, say, he goes a distance with a lot of people and he gives them problems as well. You know, he's one of those guys that you said that he's very well-travelled. But in Whitaker, he's something that I, I think is a little bit 
absolutely special. And I think that Whitaker goes out there and does a number on him on Saturday night. I think he goes out there, he starts fast, he picks his shots, he sets the traps, and boom, he takes he takes Belcheski out. And the reason I say that is because Belcheski is one of those fighters where you know where he is, Johnny. He walks forward, but because he's got ambition, yeah. that could be his undoing. Do you know what I'm saying? Because if he was out there and he was sort of trying to survive and a little bit negative, that's hard to get through. That's hard to break through. Like, you'd rather a guy come at you that wants to fight because you can create the openings. If you're a good fighter, you mm-hmm. can do that. Whitaker's got that in him. Yeah. And that's why I think that Whitaker does a number on Saturday night. I think night. Whitaker's very good at making you dislike him as yeah. an opponent. So therefore, when you dislike somebody, you want to smash him. And Emotions then, take over. Yeah, and gets, get gets it. Through. So, so I'd probably agree with you. I think Whitaker gets an inside the distance win. Uh, an excitable one, but another excitable fight that I'm looking forward to. Barnsley special, the Barnsley basher in Callum, Callum Simpson. Yeah. This guy... I love everything about him. Listen, I love everything about him. Listen, look, look, you know, like you said earlier, Johnny, you know, you know, he was unknown a couple of fights ago. He was doing the small hall circuit. He was doing good numbers on people. You know, he's going out there, he's knocking people out, but no one really knew him. No one outside your, your, your local community really mm. knew him. Boxer took a chance on him. They signed him up and he's delivered. You know, he done, he's like, good fighters feed off pressure. Mm. And he seems to have done that. Steps you know, since, up. yeah, he stepped it up. He's had two fights now under Sky. He's looked sensational in doing that. He's one and, one and both inside the distance. And I'm expecting a good performance here on Saturday night as well. Like, speaking to him earlier on at the workouts, he's going like, he's enjoying it. Yeah. And that is important, you know, he's enjoying the moment where he's going, yeah, listen, I'm ready to showkase my skills. I want to be in the mix. Yorkshire's steeped in in successful fighters, successful history. So in in doing that for Callum, he wants to be one of those fighters that's part of history. He wants to be one of those fighters that that puts boxing on the map here in Yorkshire. And he Mm. can be. And it's a great great challenge to give yourself. He he can punch, he can box. I've seen him spar. When he spars, he spars well. And, and And when he fights, he fights like an animal yeah but that's what you want to see with fighters well listen he's going in against someone that comes to win as well Boris Creighton is a guy and he's a guy that upsets the apple cart a lot as well Boris is a guy that has taken three unbeaten records he travels well you know he boxed Steve Woodall out in Poland I was there out there for that one Steve Woodall was expected to win that's what he won that was there was nothing in that he was unlucky not to get anything out of that now speaking to his manager Ian Wilson earlier on today actually I rang him up said Ian you know what were you expecting from Boris you know what sort of mood's he in you know where is he because he's got a good record you know live and wins three three losses something 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 like that. And I said, you know what we expect? He went, Spence, we're coming to win, mate. We believe we're going to win this. You know how good Boris is. You know he's tough, so he can tough it out. Simpson's a big puncher. Lovely, bring it on. We've got a good dig as well. And he wants to do it. They're supremely confident. That's a good fight, that, you know, because... It's a little bit of a coming-of-age fight for um, Callum Simpson. You go, you're in with a live fighter here. You know, not just a good, solid journeyman. You're in with a guy with winning record. And that he was... boxed... Sorry, sorry to jump in, but he boxed Lyndon Arthur. At a few hours' notice, he went in there and gave Arthur a lot of problems. Yeah. Lyndon dropped him in the 10th round and he's still come back, you know, and he lost on points. But Lyndon Arthur, to give you a yardstick of where he's at, Lyndon Arthur is, is borderline world class. That's right. So that's, that's right. where you're at. And, and, you know, to take a fight at last minute and take him 10 rounds, you go, that's where he's at. So it's a good opponent for Simpson. So, Johnny, let me put you on the line again. Go on, man. Who wins and how? Callum, inside the distance. Man, Whitaker, inside the distance. Both exciting fights. Both fights can still fight of the night. Yeah. And when it comes to skill, razzmatazz and showbiz. Listen, 
I'm going to agree with you on the first one. I think that Ben Whitaker wins and he wins inside the distance. I think he's going to be explosive. But I think Callum Simpson... No, don't, don't, don't jump it out. Callum Simpson wins on points. Wow. I think that Boris Clayton, uh, Creighton is a tough fighter and he knows how to fiddle his way through, but he comes to win. But he's very... He's got a good boxing IQ. And I've watched that out in Poland and I think that he sees the final bell against Callum Simpson who gets some valuable rounds. Interesting. Okay, join us after the break where we switch over to Sheffield, the Matchroom Show. Dalton Smith puts on his British and Commonwealth super lightweight titles against the excellent Sam Maxwell. Let's do it then. We're in Sheffield. Sheffield. Yeah. Uh, let's get it. Let's get it's Smith in Sheffield, my hometown. Yeah. I think this man is a, a, a potentially another star stamp for Sheffield. It's the Matchroom Show. Yeah. Tell me about it. Look, we saw him against Casey Benjamin last time, where he didn't look particularly good, to be fair, but Casey, that's not taking nothing away from Casey Benjamin, who's a good fighter himself. He made Dalton Smith work, but that was a good part of his development. Now he goes in against Sam Maxwell, a guy that's proven. The only defeat on his record was for the IBO world title against a Mexican, who he was doing really well in, got caught with a shot, and it sort of unfolded, and unfolded quite quickly. Now, to break down how this fight goes, I think Dalton Smith has proven, you know, he's a good fighter. There's big talk of him and, and um, Azeem down, yeah, yeah. down, down the line. You know, it's a fight I think that they're trying to build. But Sam Maxwell is a quality operator. He's a slick operator. He's downfall, Maxwell is. As the rounds go on, his left hand starts coming low and he starts to engage a little bit. With Dalton Smith, as I said, but then 10 KOs in the 14 fights, he's heavy handed and he's got a good engine. He's got a good array of shots, good shot selection. Smith, just for me, just a more rounded fighter of the two. I think uh, Dalton Smith, I think his last two showings have probably done, not done him any favours um, at the time, but in the long run it has because yeah. people are now thinking he's at his level. He was ill, uh, he's not, didn't box the best of his ability. I know this young man is so talented, hungry, he's on it, lives the game, lives the fight game. And that he's very different from a lot of fighters that want to be, love the fame more than the game. He loves the game, his dad makes sure he does that. This guy is so talented. It's untrue. So again, now they're trying to build him up in Sheffield to be be another Sheffield star. And I think he has the capability of doing yeah. that. And I think with that kind of boxing IQ, uh, the movement, the fitness, the cool he has at this level uh, of his career, I think he's a fighter. You, I'm looking forward to see him and Azim because Azim has the, he doesn't have as much experience, but he has the power. Um, I've seen some footage of Azim when he was on the, on the pass with Tundi and he was 10, 10 years old. This kid, that fight when it happens and those two cross paths, it's going to be a hard one to call because you're going to come up against a mature against immature, mm -hmm. but you're going to come at skilling against skill and power against power. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that fight. Yes, sir, but we can't write off Sam Maxwell. As I say, he's a proven fighter. He's a good operator. And if he sees his opportunity, he'll take it with yeah. both hands as well. So Dalton Smith, for me, has to be on point, he has to be on fire. He's got to grind it out. He's got a no, 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 below, no below par performance. He's got to grind it out. But I do still think he shouldn't be struggling if he's potentially going to be a world champion. He shouldn't be struggling, struggling when he bosses the best of his ability yeah. against these type of opponents. So now he's got to be clean. He's got to be sharp. He's got to be one step ahead. Maxwell's a good fighter. So Maxwell's got to drag him into his kind of fight to, to, to try and expose him. So even if, if, if Smith gets the win, then he's going to question what. What is his, his real reach? How, mm. how good is he? See, this is the problem for me, for Maxwell, who's a nice slippery operator. And like, he's got good shot selection. He's got nice smoothness about what he does, controls the space very well. But Dalton Smith's a guy that likes to 
control the space. He's a guy that likes to close the space. He likes to be on the inside. The time, yeah. Good shot selection, heavy-handed, good engine. And that's where the problem lies for Maxwell, I think, because as the rounds wear on, Maxwell becomes more loose, becomes more open. open. Dalton Smith's got that talent where he can sense that, he can spot that, and I think he'll take advantage of that. I think that Dalton Smith will get this job done in the later rounds. And, and that's taking nothing away from Maxwell, who's a good fighter. But I just think that Dalton Smith is special. And if he is, Johnny, I think we'll see that. We'll see that sort of performance. And like you say, if you're talking about your Adam Azines and stuff like that, I mean, we haven't seen Adam there yet. Yeah. We haven't seen him in that sort of fight. So them two there would be a real crossroads fight. And I think the winner could go on. But let's talk about this fight. The, character the, the characteristics of uh, what you say uh, uh, that, that Smith has, that's championship characteristic. Mm. No, not many fighters have that. You know, when, it, when a fight gets tough, when a fight rolls on, then, you re then, then your skill really matures. It gets better. He's one of those fighters that get better the round goes on. Yeah. He's, he's, it's a great character. I agree with you. I think he wins uh, Wins on points. Uh, I think he's going to have to it'll be the later round if it's a stoppage. But otherwise, uh, he wins on point, tight points. Well, Maxwell will give him a good run for his money. And listen, on the chief support of this one as well, we've got a good WBA Continental 10-round contest. Pat McCormack only having his fifth fight. Superstar as an amateur, you know, Olympic silver medal, Euro, you know, European gold medal, numerous medals along the line, which go with those as well. He goes in against the Tony Dixon, the tough Tony Dixon, a guy that we know will bring the fight, he'll take the fight to him. But has McCormack got that star quality? Because he was one of those fighters that was turning over that everyone was talking about. He's done nothing wrong so far, 4 0, three of those inside the distance. He looks the real deal, Johnny. He does look the real deal. He needs momentum. He needs, he needs consistency. He needs the right matchmaking. Is as important as the fight itself. So McCormack needs to be matched right. He needs to be matched right when each fight is learning something, and then then that shines his tools. That that makes you think right. It brings the best out in him. So right right now, there's a lot of question marks around him, but we know he's a very skilled mm. fighter. Now he's got to transfer that to the to the to the professional scene. He does that once he, he's comfortable doing that. And once the match, the match, the correct matches are made, this guy will, will, will fly. Do you think this is the correct match though? Because I do. Tony Dixon yeah. is one of those guys, right, that just brings the, brings the fight. He brings the heat. You know, he just comes forward, hands high, and he wants to have a Makes fight. Makes work. Well, McCormack, we know he's elusive. He slips. He likes to have a fight as well, but there's there's more savvy to what he does. His boxing yeah. IQ is better. Yeah, McCormack likes to control the pace so he so he can have his hands down, so he can that, yeah. so he can box a bit of flash. But if he's got a fight that's in front in front of him, as in Dixon, that's going to pressure him to work it. Dixon's pace, mm. that's where you'll see the questions being asked. Dixon's got to stick to his chest, make him dig, make him use his feet, make him use his hands, make him work the, the every minute, every second of a three minute round. And that's where we're going to see how good good is. I mean, listen, fifth fight now coming up for him. He's going into a 10 rounder. Are they moving at the right pace? You know, they're showing the confidence that they believe that this kid has got star quality to go into a 10 rounder in your fifth fight. So if they're putting him in a 10 rounder now, that tells me they are thinking of trying to put him in an English title fight within these next 
two or three fights, if they're thinking in his fifth fight, get him in a 10 rounder, that means that they've got plans for him mm -hmm. as long as he keeps winning, which is, a, which is a good thing. Yeah, give us a prediction. Who wins that fight uh, now? I'm going McCormack. Um, I think uh, he wins on points. It's going to be a hard lesson learned, but it will be the best for him. Mm. See, I'm going to go with McCormack, and I think that stylistically, Dixon's made for him. I think he walks forward. He's a little bit one-dimensional, and I think someone with star quality like McCormack, I think McCormack gets the job done inside the distance. Nice one. Now, Dave Caldwell's charge. He's got a young fighter, the Hopi Price. Yeah. Good fighter. Uh, potentially good, I think. Dave, I think he's one of Dave's favourites. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Price Price can be a, a local hero. Yeah, listen, he's going in against James Beach Jr., who's experienced. He's proven yeah. at a certain level. British level, really. Yeah. You know he's proven, but Hopi Price is the star of the future. He's 10 and 0, three KOs. Just starting to sit down on his shots a little more. Southpaw, tall, shot selection's brilliant. You know, he likes to create the openings. Love everything about him, you know. Keeps his guard nice and tight. Starting to step up now, starting to sit in the pocket a little bit more. I think Dave Caldwell's got something special there. You know, Dave's a proven trainer, and I think you can see the improvements now coming from uh, Hopi Price. And I think as he goes in the, you know, the longer distance, we're gonna see more stoppages because the kid can hit a little bit, you know. He's not a big one-punch knockout merchant, but he puts his shots together he's got a good shot selection he's going to be difficult to beat because he controls the space he's very good at judging when his opponent's going to throw something you know he creates the openings he steps off the side I like Hopi Price I think he's going to be something yeah I think he's going to be a champion with it for sure Hopi Price I think he wins on, uh, on an inside the distance stoppage wow. uh, the referee will jump and it won't be one shot uh, but I think it's a chance to show off in Sheffield on a, on a, on a big show and this is what you do you, yeah. you're, you're there thinking you know I could be could, could be the next star in Sheffield I I think this uh, price will have a will get an inside distance win. Listen, James Beast Jr. is tough. He's proven. Yeah. He's boxed at that level. I think he hangs on. I think Hopi Price wins a wide points decision. I really do. I think he's a great fighter, great prospect. But I'm going to go for Hopi Price on points. That's Boxing Social, the preview show. Join us next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.